welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast out there. Come on. I'm Sadie. And I'm Mar. And this is the podcast where we're reading all the books that you don't want to read so that you don't have to, but you can sound smart. You can sound well read. (laughs) You can have conversations about it. Come on. And you can say, no, I know what that's about because I heard it. But not today. But not today because we're not reading a book today. (laughs) We got you. This is another episode of Everything But The Book. Everything But The Book. And this week we're getting into a doozy of a book. One that I have had mixed emotions on. So this is perfect for this series. But Mar, before we get into all that, how are you doing? How's life? Man, how am I doing? Honestly, I think I'm doing pretty good. I think um, I've been tired, y'all. You're tired. I've been tired. I don't know why. I think I'm, well, I think recently I've been trying to feel young. Even I am young. <laughs> you know how old I feel for saying that? But also, that how is, young, yeah. I don't know. No, I'm that's real. So real. Like, I'm just with two kids and I'm 23, but sometimes I feel like I'm 30. So I try to like stay up late and then it's like, I can't. <laughs> I just can't anymore. And you also don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee, so guys. So you have nothing to fuel you no in caffeine, the morning. No caffeine. But I thought overall, I'm doing pretty good. I'm psyched to be here. But Sadie, yes. you are how many weeks pregnant now? I am. I'm eight months pregnant. Crazy. And that's, and I'm 35 weeks. Yes. And I feel like what's so funny is before I was pregnant, when people would tell me their weeks, I'm like, shut the F up. <laughs> I don't care about your week count i don't know what that even ah. means because oh, who who goes around talking about time like how goes i did 100 because for me it was a countdown well no what i'm saying is before <laughs> you're pregnant oh no one goes around being like my school is done in 13 weeks it's like no people say oh school's out in two months or oh. school. you know what i'm saying yeah. and so but now that's exactly how i feel where i'm like <laughs> oh i know the exact week i know the date i know you just this. can't help it no <laughs> Because I think, too, what I didn't realize before I was pregnant is every week there's a new developmental stage mm-hmm. that you get to learn about. So as the person carrying the baby, it's so exciting yeah. seeing all the changes. But from an outsider, you're just hearing, oh, I'm, you know, 24 weeks. It's like, OK, well, like, cool. Can you break that down in months Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> can you just tell me in months? <laughs> but yeah, I'm feeling great. She's going to be here in about a month. I'm stoked. And what's wait. her name again? You're fired. <laughs> Guys, Mar has been A, spreading lies about who my baby's, what her name is. Her name's actually Sage. It's literally it's not. Sage Jackson. No. No, it's not Sage and it's Daisy. absolutely not. And you're fired. No, you will find it's out Hazel. In, a, in a month. It's Hazel month. It'll be so exciting. <laughs> yes, we are so excited for you. Thanks. Yeah. I'm stoked. And this week is also extra exciting because we have some mail. We've got mail. We've got mail, people. So one of you wonderful listeners sent in a question. We're going to listen to it and respond. Yes. So this is from our good friend, both of our good friends. His name is Nate Burdine. Nathaniel. I love you. (laughs) Shout out to Nate Burdine. We We love love you you, so much. Um, Such a good friend of ours. And he actually was like one of our first listeners, actually. And he would post on his stories that he read some many books with our podcast so nate we love you thank you for sending in a question it's an og supporter og supporter and here it is here are my questions what is the worst book you've ever read what is the best book you've ever read and also if someone's having a hard time getting into reading or they wanting to get a reading what's the best way to start love y'all peace 
So what's your least favorite book, your best favorite book? And if you're wanting to learn how to read and you don't know how to start, what is a good way to start? Well, if, if you want to learn how to read, that's the alphabet. If, um, ah! <laughs> No, I that think he's not. Said, I think he's saying if you're wanting to, to learn, get into yes, reading, my dad. To, no, <laughs> you're like, if you want to know how to read, well, how do you do that? I mean, there is a science. No, 100. No, I, my first suggestion: if you are wanting to get into reading, wanting to make it more of a habit, mm. eight, listen to this podcast. Come on, you are in the right place. Share this podcast because it is exactly the right tool for you to hear people talk about books to learn about different genres so um you know plug (laughs) shameless plug for the pod but also i would say this is might be kind of i don't know niche go get a library card yes go get a library card and then honestly look up some of the new books that are being released or ask somebody hey recommend me a book yes i will personally recommend so many kinds of books to mm. people and i recommend them based off of obviously what they're interested in yeah. all that but i would say if you are interested in starting making that a habit get a library card go get a book yes and then make a habit of when you're going to read it so for me pretty much regardless of any what time i go to bed i will be reading a book even if it's at 11:30 at night and <laughs> i'm like a 10 p.m. 10:30 go to bed kind of girl I will read even for five minutes. Yeah. And so it's like you build that habit and build that skill. But don't pick a book that you think just makes you seem smart or that yeah. you're everyone t- pick a book that you know you're going to actually like. Yeah. And Th- if you like those type of books, great. If you don't, and like there's no shame in just like, because I tell people all the time, romance. I love romance. I love the fiction. You Because you don't want it to become like a chore to you. You want it 100%. to be fun and enjoyable. That's so smart getting the library card because all those books are free. You get like what, like two weeks to read them. No Oh, rush. you can get a month and they uh, a lot of places will auto renewal for you. Oh, see, nice. You can also put books on hold way in advance. So like new released books mm-hmm. popular books you can put them on hold in advance and when they're ready you can get them so definitely do that my least favorite book in the whole freaking world <laughs> is called the beach read and <laughs> i'm not gonna go over it again because you need to listen to our discussion of happy place <laughs> but i hate that book so much <laughs> i literally have never flamed a book so hard in my life and i feel bad because this woman went out there and she wrote a whole book and a lot of people loved it I am not one of those. You know people. what's crazy though is like when people say that they hate something, it makes me want to know more about it. Oh, I hate it because I genuinely like. Well, I, I want to no, know here's if I'm supposed to hate it. <laughs> Do you, no, you know what though? Actually, you might enjoy it because it is a genre that you like. Her, I but feel like all her books are the same. All her books are very similar. So and I've only like, read one. <laughs> I feel like you might enjoy it actually because it was one of her. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm not getting it. Do you have a least favorite book? Well, there's a lot. Okay. <laughs> I would say I don't have like a least favorite book that comes to like mine, yeah. but I will say that like just maybe a certain genre. I really don't like like biographies oh. or like actually no, I take that back. I'm sorry. More like things talking about science. You don't like or medicine yeah. or like this is what th- this together makes this and this like you know I don't care. Because like I, don't give me a textbook and tell me it's a regular book. Don't do it. I'll throw it away. No, I just I can't handle it. But I will say also another really good way to like get into reading is audiobooks. Guys, oh, yeah. I am an audiobook lover just because like if you don't got the time, if you're a parent, if you're a student, if you're in school like school whatever you're doing you could be walking, you'd be on the train, the train, the you train, be, a plane, the plane, automobile, the car, 
literally whatever you're doing and it can be playing throughout your day instead of sometimes I have that struggle of sitting down and finding extra time just for the book which is fun and I recommend that first but if you don't have that time and you want to read a book listen to it so and do good. you know what face uh Facebook goodbye. Goodbye. Date me. I'm done. Okay. Wait. Goodbye, Facebook? No. I was trying to say Spotify. Oh. <laughs> I'm literally like, I'm done. Face. No. <laughs> Y'all, she's eight months pregnant. Give her a break. This, I'm not even kidding. Also, we're you. recording at night. You're done. <laughs> this last week, I have actually said nonsense. Like, I have said words to Joel, and he looks at me. He's like, that was not a sentence. <laughs> I don't really know what it was. No, Spotify is a great place to access mm. audiobooks. They Come have on. a ton of audiobooks and a lot of um, current released ones. So wow. that's a great option. Why am I out here buying audiobooks? I mean, check, on, be going to Spotify. check on Spotify, ma'am. <laughs> okay, my favorite book. Do you have a favorite book? Oh, do you have a favorite book you read? The Bible. <gasps> wow, cheap answer. That's like literally saying, "What's your, you know, what's the answer to every spiritual question of your life?" Jesus. No, I know. Okay, so my favorite book is so I read them so long ago when I was younger, so I know they're younger books. But that's called the Christy Miller series, and. I read That's them growing familiar. up and they're it's about this girl who's not so they're Christian based. Okay. But it's about this girl and it's fiction. She grows up and she like you know, doesn't know Jesus. She goes and visits her aunt for the summer and meets all these people. She falls in love, but they all love Jesus, so she gives her life to Jesus. And it's just all this series is just about their friends going through life. They mm. all the way up. She's 16 when it starts all the way up to the day she gets married. And then there's a new series of her best friend picks up from her wedding. And then her best friends, like the new main character. It's wow. just, it's amazing. So love Christy Miller series. Love, love it. it. Love it. I am genuinely trying to think of a favorite and I will be <laughs> crippled with choices. So I don't even know if I can pick. What's your favorite genre? Ooh, my favorite genre is literary fiction, I think. Hmm. So just a little bit more in-depth and longer than normal um, storytelling, normal fiction. So I love – I have a favorite shelf of books that I'm looking at right now, and I'm just like, I don't know how I'd even pick one. So (laughs) that will have to be for another time because I will go on forever about all of them. I will just sit you down and tell you – we could do that maybe an episode of Favorite Books. Oh, that's cute. Just a recommendation. Yeah. But thank you, Nate, so much for sending in that question. We love you. Um, And that was We Got Mail. That was our mail session. And so (laughs) let's get into the book that we are talking about this week. We are talking about Mike Todd's Relationship Goals book. Which we have not read, remember. We have not. So if you're new to this series, EBTB stands for Everything But the Book. And it is a little play on Everything But the Bagel Seasoning, okay? So don't even play. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no way. <laughs> but, okay, so Michael Todd, who is a pastor of a mega church um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, called Transformation Church, he released a book April of 2020. It's about a 200-page book, and it's called Relationship Goals. Um, this book, I have not read it. I don't follow any of Michael Todd's teaching. Yeah. I don't know much about him uh, other than he's a mega pastor. And I know there's some controversial discussion Mm. around i guess mega pastors in general and even like their church and and again i don't want to speak too much on it because i don't want to sound ignorant because i don't know a lot of information um so i just know that he is mega pastor of this church and he wrote this book it became 
super po- it came off of a super popular series that he taught yes. um which you can get into in a little bit um and so but this was actually a book a listener recommended we read yes. and so we both weren't sure if we wanted to spend the time to read it so that's why we're doing an ebtb on it um but he has been married to his wife natalie for about 13 years they met when they were 14 and this book kind of description is it says it offers a blueprint for developing long-lasting relationships with your friends your spouse and god and it can help you win in relationships Mm. and so right off the bat i my initial thoughts were this is a book about romantic relationships or Mm. dating or marriage this is what that book is about especially because the cover and everything that was about it just kind of it looked to me it was like very pink and blue and like everything he did was like with his wife about it like i saw mm-hmm. her in a lot of interviews which makes sense because it's yeah. about relationships but i also was surprised to find out it does talk a lot about it seems to talk a lot about friendships yeah relationships as well but when he kind of said that it helps you win in relationships he kind of talked about in one of his interviews that he thinks god wants you to win a relationships with your spouse with your friends I was curious, what do you feel like that means? Because mm. when I heard it, like I don't know what that means to win in a relationship. I don't, yeah. I don't, I've never really heard that terminology. So I was curious what you thought that of that. Well, so I've never heard that terminology either. But I think just coming from like what he's talking about and putting God like in your relationships, I think to win is to follow him. To win is to listen to him. To do what God calls you to do in those types of relationships. And so when I think about either even my husband and I like winning in that relationship is loving each other the way God would love us right every single day trying our best to be more like him and I think losing is when we take him out of the situation and we live for our flesh you know and when you live for your flesh I think we tend to treat people more poorly you know or we you know we think that we have the right away instead of when you have God in the middle I think the potential to win is more of being like like I think I think of like when you go into a battle, right? God like gives you your armor, like you can win. He's gonna let you win. I don't think that always means like in a physical sense, or even that like you'll be right in the end. Right. Yeah. I think it just means that you'll be able to get through anything. Your relationship will win. It'll you'll be able to get to the end line together because he's with you and he's mm-hmm. carrying you through like those hard moments. Like no, I, I heard this like song of like ring on my finger, tag on my toe. That means we made it. Oh, cute! It's so cute because like tag on your toe. Unfortunately, it means you're dead. You know, but you you're to get you made it right. there. Like like so. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, but I think no, that's, that's what he means. No, that's sweet. Actually, that made me think of the phrase. I think my mom says it like that's a win. Like that was a win. Mm. Or that and so it makes me think of like oh yeah, I guess in your relationship there's certain situations where you can be like "Ooh, we that was not a win yeah. like we that was not how we wanted to behave that was not the outcome yeah. we were hoping for i didn't speak to you the way that that was not a win yeah but i guess yeah i, I was curious when he said win in relationship i was kind of like i don't know i don't know what that means like i don't know but so he also talked about kind of how this book is um Something that surprised me because I heard the term relationship goals, right? And Mm -hmm. I just think of that's like the hashtag relationship goals, like you guys are goals. And what surprised me is he actually was referring to it in the term or in the reference of being a target, like an actual goal. So he said, it's hard to have a relationship goal if you don't have aim. Mm. And so kind of what surprised me about some of these interviews was he was like no it's not even it's a play on words like he and i think he was really smart about yes it is about relationships and because he was saying how 
it's got a, it's God's intention relationships yeah. whether that is romantic whether it's friendships yeah. whether it's business whatever it is his intention that you are not isolated in this life exactly. that you are not doing life alone um but i thought it was interesting that he was saying you need to have an aim and a goal mm. in your relationships and he's yeah. it sounded like he was saying in all of them yeah even in your friendships mm-hmm. and so he was saying too many people are living their lives based off of their opinion of somebody and what relationships are supposed to be instead of the principles that are found in the word of god yeah so i thought that was interesting it sounds like He's playing on the phrase relationship goals, but he is making the claim that every relationship in your life should have a purpose and a goal. Yeah. It shouldn't just be something you fell into intentionally. Mm-hmm. Which I th- I think is actually really good, honestly, because I keep I think about how um, sometimes you have friendships because of situations because like, oh, you work together or you go to school together, whatever. You know, you're just thrown into this thing together. that You can't help that you're both there. And so th- those just happen to be your friends. And it's like, I don't think there's necessarily anything, anything wrong with that. Something good can come from it. But when that is just when you're like, oh, we're just friends just because of this. Like, where is that goal? It's like, oh, I want to I want to find a friend that's going to hold me accountable. I want to find a friend uh, that's going to love me through the hard times and it's going to worship the Lord with me and we're going to go to the Bible together and we're going to strengthen each other than tear each other apart because I think when we get in those situations we think that we just have to be friends with people but that's not you can be kind and you can be loving but that doesn't mean that you keep them close enough to allow them to have an impact on you and so I yeah a hundred percent I couldn't agree more I think it's so easy to just like you're saying have situational friendships and be like oh I guess we're friends and I think, again, like you're saying, of course you can have a relationship with people, but you get to choose what kind of influence your friends have on you and then who you want in your inner circle, who you want to have an impact on you. And I think also you can have all different kinds of friendships. Like you can have friendships that you are just like the once a month catch up, have a nice chat with kind of people. And then you can have people that know that you see them every week, you are going on walks with them all the time they're they, they're gym friends you yeah. see them all the time and so i think you can have all different kinds of friendships but i think something that this even just reading about this book made me think of is what is the purpose and goals in all of my friendships mm. and kind of see, looking at them and evaluating them and being like are they you know do is there a goal there yeah. is there a point there and of course i don't think that means you should like oh well there's no clear goal yeah. here so you're out like mm-hmm. i don't think it means that but i it did challenge me to kind of look at relationships and friendships in my life yeah with a little bit more intentionality i actually had a question for you about so in this book he's it's kind of like this overlay a playbook if you want to say that to help you win in relationships no matter what stage that you're in and it kind of talks about marriage friendship but also talks about even like parenting and it also talks about like sex as well mm-hmm. of you know, in the church, they, they, it's not something that they really like to talk about. And I think that's something that's always been a problem, right? We talk about sex and we just say it's a bad thing or it's like you're not supposed to have sex before marriage. But then he asks the big questions like, well, what happens after that? What happens if you do have sex before marriage? Or like, what, you know, what, why are we not talking about it? And he said that the church is always trying to protect people. They don't want to take away innocence too early. But a direct quote that he says, if your child is 10 Right. They've already seen an image. And if they do not have a godly perspective on what God created, created, then someone else will have the first image. Then they'll spend the rest of their life trying to unlearn what they are, what they learned first. So basically, he's just saying that 
I think it'd be naive for us to think that we live in a world where our child's not going to learn something inappropriate, mm-hmm. right? And if we allow our children to get that from the world first, right? And then they come to us and then we teach them about it because we didn't want to take away their innocence too early, right? They're going to spend the rest of their life trying to unlearn the first thing mm-hmm. and because children are impress- impressionable. And so my question for you is like becoming a new mom, right? Mm -hmm. That's a scary kind of part of it is protecting our children, but also equipping them to be ready to go out into the world and like, no, I already know about this and I already know the truth about it. So no matter what you say, right, I know what my God says about it. And so what is, how are you, how do you feel about that? And how do you think you're going to go about, you know, letting them know it from you first? Yeah, I have thought about this so much. It's so It's intimidating, obviously, because you can't predict every scenario your kid's going to be in and you can't predict, obviously, what's going to happen to them. I do think I would have benefited personally from learning some of these things at an earlier age than I did. So by the time that my parents were having conversations with me about certain things, I had definitely already heard and learned from all my friends. I was like, "Um, I don't need to hear this because I'm uncomfortable because – this is I'm too old for this now. Yeah. Like basically you already learned it kind of thing. And so like you're saying, yeah, 10, it's oh, it breaks my heart to even think about anything, you know, imp- being impressionable on my child's mind at 10, like because mm. in your mind, they're still so young. But even like in my um, experience, like working with students, working with young kids, they, they're so observant. They're so aware and they are so curious and they're such learners And so I think it just kind of you have to follow their developmental stages, right? Like there's times where they're potty training. There's times Mm -hmm. when they also go to preschool and there's times when they're around other kids. That's going to be natural points for you to talk about certain things. And I think, too, the way that you do it obviously makes a big difference of not over um, emphasizing or Mm de-emphasizing it, just kind of stating things factually and calmly. So especially like. If you're sending your kid to preschool, right, at preschool, you have to go potty and they have to change and they have to do all these things. And they're learning, like, at least the school I worked at, they were doing that themselves. Like, they could do that at that age. Um, Sometimes, of course, they need help. But And so them having – you could tell the parents that had had kind of conversations Mm. about, like, oh, if, you know, this little boy is changing over here and and you're over here. You know, you could just tell the ones that had had conversations about how to, I guess – view your body and view Mm. other people's bodies and i think too unfortunately as you get older things can get more sexualized especially in america oh my gosh 100 like i was just talking to a friend about um breastfeeding actually and just like boobs in general and i was like why is it something like in other countries like especially in european countries scandinavian Mm. countries it is so normal for you to breastfeed in public it is so normal for you to have just no guilt or uncomfortableness as a person if you need to be in a situation where you're breastfeeding or you're whatever and then in the u.s it is so sexualized and it is so i don't know controversial to do those things and it's just sad but you also have to recognize okay so that is the culture i'm in Mm -hmm. that is the climate i'm in so i don't know if i really answered (laughs) your question but those are like some of my thoughts about it of like following those developmental stages and having those conversations setting your like it would be Joel's and my like yeah. perspective on, well, this is why we, you know, believe that your body was created this way. We believe your body is a good thing. Um, and so, yeah, following those developmental stages and hopefully setting the precedent for what that um, 
pers- what their that information and those facts are. So, yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying about that. And I think especially like with us and our son, I think it's just being honest about like your body parts and being like, this is your body. You, you don't have we always say like we always ask Malachi like, oh, can we have a kiss? And if he says no, we're like, OK, we won't give you a kiss. And so it's just kind of like things like that that I think are really important. But yeah. Basically, that is just kind of an an overlay of what this book relationship goals is about, how it goes deeper into more than just maybe you and your lover, but it goes deeper into just like your friendships and the people that you work with or whoever that you could possibly have a relationship and just keeping God in the center of that. And one thing I just want to leave you guys with is that he said that the biggest thing you need to know about relationships is that God intended it for you. When you talk about a goal, it has to be something that is staying still so that you can aim at it. And so, yeah, I think uh, Sadie wrapping that up, like, is this something that you think you're going to want to read more into? I'm not sure because like he's kind of saying you need to have a purpose and a goal with your friendships. I I really like to have a purpose and goal with what I'm reading because mm. I get so overwhelmed with all the books I want to read. I'm like, <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know which one to pick. And so I think for me, if I'm going to read something, especially spiritual, mm. that I will be taking advice from, I would want to do a little bit more research onto um, Michael Todd and his teachings yeah. and all that. That's just how I am with any kind mm. of spiritual book that I'm going to take advice from, just because if you read too many opposing views or if you read a lot of perspectives, it can kind of muddle out the most important one, which is obviously just scripture. But I think I would really want to, if I'm going to read it for me on my own time, I would want to look into it more. Um, But if people want me to read it for the podcast, I will get (laughs) into it. But what about you? Is this something you're interested in? So I actually really like Michael Todd. Um, I follow him on Instagram. And like, I mean, so I don't know him personally. I've never really actually sat down and listened to a whole entire teaching. Okay, yeah from his church or anything like that, but just I follow him and I like his content and what he talks about. So far, I agree with. So, you know, but I think I think it's something that I would want to read, actually, just because I've never really read like a self-help book before, unless it's been like kind of for the podcast. And so I am kind of getting in that space of wanting to read things that's like, oh, that will help me with self-development. And it's like, oh, wow, I really like how you said, like, where are your relationships at? Like, friend-wise is more what I'm, like, intrigued by. It's like, oh, I want to make sure that everybody in my life is there for, like, a really good reason, not just because time is precious. And I want to spend it with people that really, like, are good for me, Mm -hmm. you know? But (gasps) – Love that. Okay, so from this EBTV, another win because you're going to – Possibly you're going to go on and read this. Yes. I might look into it a little bit more, not as much inclined to read it, but we are both open to – Reading it for the podcast. Yeah. So listeners, tell us what you want. If this is something you want us to read, we will do it for you. And don't forget that if you want to be on the podcast and be featured, please feel free to just send in a little voice memo either through DM. Um, that'll be in our description box le- below. You can follow us on Instagram at The Novelty Podcast. And we will see you next week for a regular episode, long form book. Bye. Bye.